Hello, everyone, and welcome back to today's episode on Movius Ministries Podcast. This is your friend, Josiah. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. We are going to be getting into a, I would probably have to estimate this to be a, maybe a 10, 11, or 12-part series about knowing, I'm going to emphasize that word, knowing your identity or our identity in Christ. We're going to be looking at books like uh, Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, Galatians, Thessalonians. We're going to just look at the way the the way Paul addresses the church at the beginning of his letters. I do believe I'm going to be keeping those in, in context. Those are verses that you really can't take out of context anyway. But um, this is season 23, episode 224. And here on Movius Ministries, I, with the help of the Holy Spirit, thank God, do my best to interpret scripture, help you grow in your intimacy with the Lord, encourage you to remain steadfast through tough seasons as we also continue to be prepared for the second coming of Jesus Christ. If you are new to my podcast or have been listening for some time now, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here today. Over two years ago, God told me to start this podcast and start using the teaching gift that he has given me to equip the body of Christ and glorify his name. I added that last part. (laughs) My only prayer in today's episode is, or my most important prayer would probably be that God's will is done in your life. If you have any questions or comments about today's sermon or any questions that you have in general or any prayer requests or any any reason at all you'd like to reach out to me, you can email me at josiahmovius12 at yahoo.com. I'll have that email in the description below. Um, You know, it's quite unique or ironic, whatever word you want to call it. Um, Last week, I just was feeling really confident and really... Uh, just knowing my identity in Christ and it was so like freeing and just like standing in awe of Christ just having that moment having those moments last week in the last four or five days kind of ish sort of um I have been feeling like I'm just not doing enough for God um there's these questions that have been running through my mind that I've been praying about a lot about certain things that that I'm worrying if God's concerned about, but I haven't necessarily heard anything back. So I'm like just confused and seeking the Lord on it. And the fact that we're getting into a series now that I feel the Lord's telling me I can speak on is knowing our identity, our identity in Christ. Maybe this is my answer to prayer. But the one verse that's really encouraged me um, is Romans 4. And some of you guys uh, know my story about how I came to Christ and then uh, I was really self-righteous. I was, it, okay, it's going to be, uh, if you're flipping to it, it's um, Romans 4, 4 through 5. Romans 4, verses 4 through 5. I started walking with Christ and I tried just making myself right by, making myself right with God by going to church more, reading my Bible more, just doing things for God more. Um, and I, I think it, I was so self-righteous, but I was so ignorant of it. I, I think I didn't really know fully what I was doing. Um, and the Lord, lately I've just been thanking God for just carrying me through in the midst of my self-righteousness and my pride in the midst of all that. And I've been learning, like, I just need to lean on Christ. And I've just been praying about that. And we put so much emphasis on our feelings sometimes. So sometimes I don't feel it. And I'm like, okay, Lord, 
help me out here. And I, 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 my, my, my number one prayer over myself in moments like that and the body of Christ is that the Lord would give us living understanding. That's what we need. In moments of confusion, we need the Lord to give us living understanding. So the verse that's been really helping me, um, you know, I, I, I've been thinking more about like, I've been given a new heart. I've been given the heart of flesh. Paul says in Romans 6 that we have become obedient from the heart. That's talking towards people who are who are saved. That's in context. Um, but we're working on renewing our mind. I mean, Romans 12, 2 talks about this. And I'm like, maybe that's what I'm working on. I'm working on renewing my mind. For example, whenever I have a day where I have thoughts of like, I'm not doing enough for God, and I put on some kind of instrumental music, immediately I feel so much better. And I'm like, maybe this is something psychological that I'm dealing with. Maybe there's a part of renewing in my mind that I need to do in that. And then, you know, there's other thoughts that come that just get me confused, and I, and I continue to seek the Lord on it. And, you know, the enemy will say things like, you know, how can someone... Uh, someone that thinks like that doesn't have the Holy Spirit. Like, I, I have thoughts like that. So, um, and I'm sure we all do. The enemy will, you know, Paul says in Ephesians 6 that he'll throw the fiery flames of darts or uh, arrows is what Paul says. But the, uh, let, let me get to this verse now. This this is the verse that's really been helping me. Um, just, uh, just plain and simple, really helping me. Again, Romans 4, 4 through 5. Paul says, Now to a laborer, his wages are not credited as a favor or a gift. When someone works, they don't receive their payment. So I work at Haven Mac Hospital and I make 16 an hour. I, 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 I work for 16 an hour. That's what I'm owed. To continue, but as an obligation, something owed to him. There's something that's owed to us when we work. Verse 5. But to the one who does not work... That is the one who does not the one who does not try to earn his salvation by doing good, but believes and completely trusts in him who justifies the ungodly. His faith is credited to him as righteousness, right standing with God. This is the verse that I've been like, okay, Lord. I've been, I've, I mean, I've just been praying for grace. Like, Lord, give me grace for this. And I've been like, I humble myself, Lord. So... You know, if you've been dealing with that, those same kind of thoughts or you've been dealing with another battle and, and this verse is really encouraging, encouraging to you, just quote the verse over yourself. Let me give you one more example. And then we're going we're gonna to open in prayer uh, and then I'll share the verse of the day and we'll get into today's message. I was listening to, um, there was a time, this was, this was like maybe three weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. Um, I was dealing with some more uh, mental health issues, whether it was mental health or, or spiritual warfare, I'm not sure, but anyway. And I just had this thought come to my mind, like, what if this is the Lord's wrath? And I just, I got worried, and then I um, I looked, the, the verse came to my mind right after that, in uh, 1 Thessalonians, uh, I think it's chapter 1, Paul says that you that we are we have not been appointed to wrath, but to salvation in Jesus Christ. That's a paraphrase, but um, I I remember John uh, John Piper was speaking out of this, and uh, he was um, 
he went to the he went to the doctors, and uh, his um his the doctor said we think we need to check your prostate, and this is the verse uh, this is where John was worried if he was facing God's wrath, um, and he just got really afraid, and uh, he uh, had like 10, 15 minutes alone with the Lord, and and he said I had to find a verse for 10 to 15 minutes just to ponder on and say over myself, and that was the verse. Um, and so again, it's just like renewing your mind, working on these things. Um, and a lot of Christians might like push back on that because they may be very self-righteous. They don't want to be humble. They don't want to say, okay, Lord, I am a broken human being and there is something that I need to work on. If you save me from my sin, there's going to be things that you're going to discipline me in my sin. You're not going to hold me to that, but you're not going to leave me as I am. You do forgive me through Christ, but you're not just going to leave me there. This is this is where discipline comes in. So, um, the verse of the day is going to be Luke 12, 22 through 25. Let me pull that up real quick. Okay. Here we go. Luke 12. 22 through 25, out of the Amplified, Jesus said to his disciples, For this reason I tell you, do not worry about your life as to what you will eat or about your body as to what you will wear. Uh, this is, again, this is Matthew. Uh, Matthew uh, quotes these verses in Matthew 6, 25 through 33. For life is more than food and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow seed nor reap the crop. They also have no uh, storehouse or barn, yet and, and yet God feeds them. How much more valuable, valuable are you than the birds? And which of you, uh, by worrying, can add one hour to his lifespan? I love that last verse. Now that last verse, uh, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a cross reference. Let me see if I can find it because I know Matthew quotes it. Six. Hang on a sec. Uh, oh, it's a uh, Psalm thirty-nine, five through seven. That's the uh, cross-reference that you find in Matthew six twenty-seven. So, um. That's the verse of the day. Um, I kind of I'll, I'll share a quick story about how that verse relates to my life right now. Um, my contract is up at the end of the month at Havenwick, and I had a job interview today as a porter, uh, a car porter at a um, a, a Chrysler kind of dealership-ish. Um, it's not really a dealership, but it kind of is. It's kind of complicated, but uh, pretty good pay. Fifteen between fifteen and seventeen an hour. Uh, he has a few other interviews that he's going to do, but this job, if I get this job, would really help me uh, make some more money. Um, I do feel like God did speak to me before I walked in that I wasn't going to get the job. Um, now, I don't have another job lined up, but I'm telling you, God has just been really uh, reminding me and just saying, trust me. Um, I'm trying to move out of my dad's and move into my mentors. Um, I'm going to have to pay for groceries and gas and rent, and uh, money can just be pretty tight. And so... 
Um, that verse really helps me to not worry about money or uh, food and just to really trust the Lord. So, Father, we thank you so much for your word and we thank you that you uh, run to us even uh, in our weakness, even in our thought life that we sometimes struggle with, Lord. You love us in our weakness. You sent your son to die for our sins and we put our hope and our trust in him. Father, I pray for my friend Jackson and Lord, that you would coddle him in your arms, that you would show him how wonderful you are. I pray for my friend Luke and that you would enlighten his eyes to the sun. I pray for my wife, Lord, and that she would learn to love you. She would find her first love in you, Lord. Lord, I pray for those in tough seasons right now. I just pray for endurance. I pray for perseverance, that they would they would keep the fight. That even when they don't feel anything, Lord, they're not they're not denying you. They continue to follow you. Thank you for the work that you've done in their hearts. I pray for dreams and visions, Lord. I pray as we get into this message, you would help us understand our identity in your son. Open our eyes and just mold our hearts, Lord, in your son's precious name. Amen. I do have a water today's episode, just to let you know. Okay, here we go. 14 minutes in, now we're starting. That's okay. For some time now, I have been wanting to just do a long series about having confidence in our place in Christ. There have been many passages that we can look look to in this, and today, Lord willing, we'll be looking at Ephesians 1, the whole chapter, 23 verses. Then for the next, I would say, uh, one to three months, uh, we will continue on this topic. It, It just depends, you know, if the Lord changes anything up on me. Some of you guys have seen... Uh, I've been able, I've, I've said we're going to talk on this, and then the Lord kind of switches it up, so that's just kind of a range, just to let you guys know. Lord willing. But, uh, looking at uh, other books that we can uh, use to, for this kind of subject, um, in the right context of understanding, uh, agreeing, and having confidence in our identity in Christ, and again, Lord willing. I prepared this message here in my room actually, uh, on Sunday night, the 27th. I was going to work on it Saturday, but I got too busy, or even yesterday. Um, But this week, uh, from uh, this week from today, crap. Oh, this week, uh, until the 31st, uh, it started on Sunday, Oakland Church is having a, uh, what what, what they're calling revival nights. And I'm kind of give my thoughts and what I think about, you know, what do I think about revival? Um, We can talk about that another day. I probably don't have to talk about that in this episode, but pretty much like I think what God thinks of revival, man doesn't think it's revival. So anyway, if you want to come, they have services uh, all the way until, look at my calendar here, um, all the way until Thursday. So you've got, uh, you've got 
if you want to make it tonight, it starts tonight at 6.15. Uh, I'm not sure who's speaking tonight, but last night and Sunday, uh, Lou Engel spoke. And I got to see him speak for the first time, and it was so awesome. I got a lot of good insight on a lot of good stuff. And then um, the th- uh, I'm not sure who's speaking for the next three days, but they'll have speakers, and they have worship and stuff. So it's, it's really good. Um, it's on Silver Bell and Adams. Uh, pre-service prayer starts at 6.15. That's even for tomorrow and Thursday, Lord willing. And then uh, service starts at 6.45. Uh, speakers, like, again, Lou Engel, uh, Lance Wallnow, that's how you pronounce his last name, uh, Jenny uh, Donnelly, and more will be there, Lord willing. Uh, so I prepared this message on Sunday because I wanted to make it to the revival night on Monday, which was last night, and I was able to make it. Uh, which is when I intentionally meant to prepare this podcast. Today we're going to be reading out of the Amplified Version. Okay, the Amplified. So Ephesians 1, verse 1, the title is The Blessings of Redemption. Father, give us wisdom and open our eyes to the beauty of your Son. Paul, an apostle, special messenger, personally chosen representative of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed, by the will of God, that is, by his purpose and choice. To the saints, remember that word, we're going to come back to that, God's people, who are at Ephesus and are faithful and loyal and steadfast in Christ Jesus. Real quick, uh, where it says, who are at Ephesus, there's a footnote there. Um, That part right there is not found in early manuscripts, so it's really interesting. Verse 2, grace to you and peace, inner calm and spiritual well-being from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So there's a footnote for where it says saints to the saints. Now this refers to born again believers. All believers are holy, that is set apart or sanctified for God's purpose. I love how Paul addresses God's people as saints because of Christ's work was, uh, it was enough. Uh, It was enough for Paul, so it was enough for all of those who will trust in the name of Christ. Verse 3, blessed and worthy of praise. Blessed and worthy of praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who ha- who has blessed, remember that, that word has blessed, or those two words, we're going to come back to that, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. That word in Christ, we find that show up so many times in Scripture. Because it's, all things are in Christ. All things are found in him, and the earth is his footstool. Just as in his love, he chose us in Christ, actually selected us for himself and his own before the foundation of the world so that we would be holy, that is consecrated, set apart for him, uh, and purpose-driven, and blameless in his sight. Again, why are we blameless in God's sight? Because of Christ, because of the the curse that he became on our behalf to die for our sins. In love, he predestined and lovingly planned for us to be adopted to him as his own children through Jesus Christ in accordance with the kind intention and good pleasure of his will. We're going to come back to that because I have an off note real quick. To the praise of his glorious grace and favor, which he has, which he so freely bestowed on us in the beloved, his son, Jesus Christ. So I love this at the end of verse 5 where it says, In accordance with the kind of intention and good pleasure of his will. I think about that last part, good pleasure of his will. It was God was pleasured 
when he did his will. Let's go back to verse three. The words has blessed. I'm going to read that verse real quick. I'm just going to read the whole thing of verse three. Blessed and worthy of praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. It's one, uh, now, has blessed is one Greek word, and it's the word eulagao, eulagao. It's used as a verb, and it can translate into to invoke blessings, to consecrate a thing with solemn prayers. Look at that. Think about that. When I look at that definition, I can translate it as blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has consecrated a thing with solemn prayers. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm translating that right, but it's just, it's it's super interesting. David Guzik says it like, says it like this. Uh, for David's quoting the part where it says, who ha-, the part where it says, who has blessed us? This blessing is ours. God's resources are there for us always. This speaks of an attitude of certainty and assurance. Why? Because it's from God. Jesus was sent by God. He had the words of God. Peter said that he has the words of eternal life. This kind of translation uh, goes to even prove further that these people are, as Paul addressed in uh, this letter to be born again. Let me say that one more time. This kind, this this kind of translation goes to even prove further that these people are, as Paul earlier addressed in this letter, to be born again. Going to the part of blessing us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm. In the heavenly realms, we hear so much. And I'm just, I, I want to put some heavy emphasis on this. We hear so much about teachers having this extra something from the Bible that we don't have unless we hear it from them. This could not be further from the truth. All things, all those who are in Christ have full access to God's kingdom, wisdom, and acceptance and knowledge. I just want to go off note for that verse. who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. In 1 Corinthians, there was a issue where people were saying, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Paul, I'm of Peter. And he goes, why are you guys bragging over certain wisdom that you have? Isn't what you have what everyone else uh, deserves as well? Like you're bragging over certain wisdom that you have. And I feel like there's Christians like that. Instead, we have to realize that all those who are born again have the same standing. Spurgeon says on the on the part where it says, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly, pla- in the heavenly places, Spurgeon says this, our thanks are due to God for all temporal blessings. They are more than we deserve, but our thanks ought to be to God uh, in thunders of hallelujahs for spiritual blessings. I'm going to say that part one more time. I'm going to continue the sentence. Our thanks are due to God for all temporal blessings, like the the car that I got, for example. You guys have heard the testimony about that. Uh, My house that I live at, my phone, my microphone, whatever. 
financial blessing, clothes, there are there, they are more than we deserve. It's just the truth. But our thanks ought to go to God in thunders of hallelujahs for spiritual blessings. A new heart is better than a new coat. Think about that. God, for those who are born again, have given has given us a new heart. There's so many times where we're so we're so eager to just get the new thing, get the new iPhone, or get 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 the newest car. I have the 2023, but I want the 2024. To feed on Christ is better than to have the best earthly food. What's your favorite kind of food, beloved? My favorite food, if I could, if I could choose like 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 food to go out to eat, that's like kind of casual, nothing nothing like super upscale. If I could choose a certain food to eat for the rest of my life, it'd be Chipotle. I had some last night. I'm planning on getting some tonight, Lord willing. <sighs> Your favorite food might be spaghetti or uh, for lunch every day at work, I have uh, brown rice, grass-fed meatballs, and uh, spicy sausage with cheese and mustard. It's so good. There's this really good spice that I have uh, called uh, tandoori. It's an Indian spice. You can put it on eggs. You can put it on chicken. It's so good. But to feed on Christ is better than any of those things. To be an heir of God is better than being an heir of the greatest noble man. To have God for our portion is blessed, infinitely more blessed than our own broad acres of land. God has blessed us with spiritual blessings. These are the rarest, the richest, the, the richest, the most enduring of all blessings. They are of priceless in value. That's from uh, the famous theologian Charles Spurgeon, which I'm sure you've heard of. Uh, this means that every blessing we receive, we, re- we receive in Christ. These notes are that, that note in this next one is from David Guzik's uh, study guide from uh, Ephesians 1. This means that God wants to bless us with every blessing available to us. Beloved, that is the truth. We went over, we went in the book of James a while ago. And we have to realize that uh, James says, if we are stuck in the middle of the decision and we don't believe God can help us, that we're double-minded. It doesn't say that we don't know what to do. Because sometimes there's moments where we don't know what to do and we seek the Lord and he tells us. But if we don't believe that he'll tell us, there's a, there's a double-minded man in there. But that doesn't mean that God can't heal that. God can't, you know, renew your mind. And again, this means that God wants to bless us with every blessing available to us through Christ. I'm going to read verse 4 again. I'm going to read this note. Just as in his love he chose us in Christ, actually selected us for himself and his own before the foundation of the world, so that we would be holy, that is consecrated, set apart for him, purpose-driven, and blameless in his sight. God gave us to Christ, and nothing can snatch us out of his mighty hand. In John 17, Jesus talks, Jesus says, these are the ones that you have given me. And he says, I do not pray for uh, the people in the world, but those who you have given me. It's a very... Like, wow, Lord Jesus, like, why not? <laughs> but <clears throat> at the same time, we have to realize that he did not even pray in his own initiative. Scripture says that he didn't even, not only that he didn't speak in his own initiative, but he didn't, um, he didn't 
uh, pray in his own initiative. It could be the same thing, but in him we have redemption. Remember that word in. We're going to come back to that. In him we have redemption. That is our deliverance and salvation through his blood, which paid the penalty for our sin and resulted in the forgiveness and complete pardon of our sin in accordance with the riches of his grace, which he lavished. Remember that word lavish. We're going to come back to that. We're going to look at that in the Greek. Lavished on us in all wisdom and understanding with practical insight. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ with regard to the fulfillment of the times, that is the end of history, the climax of the ages, to bring all things together in Christ, both things in the heavens and things on the earth. Now, this is based off what I know, it could be wrong, but most of the time in scripture, uh, verse 7, uh, the word in there can also translate into by, like by, or with as well. So, by Christ, we have redemption, or with Christ, we have redemption. Now, we're gonna, uh, so we're going to come back to this word lavished, which he lavished on us. Lavished what? If we look at context, the riches of his grace. Lavished in the Greek can mean to abound or overflow. Now, I'm not sure how to pronounce this uh, Greek word, but if you'd like to know how to spell it, it's P-E-R-I-S-S-A-U-O. P-E-R-I-S-S-A-U-O. And this word, uh, lavished, it's used as a verb. So it's super intriguing. I love these verses. Paul continues to address to the uh, at the beginning of uh, this letter, as well as all the others, uh, their place in Christ. Uh, in him, we have redemption and complete forgiveness of sins. Why and how? Well, one, Jesus was sent by God. He lived the life no one could ever live, died, uh, died the death we should have died, and rose from the dead to defeat death on our behalf so that when we die, we don't really die. Rather, we are truly alive forever and ever. Verse 11, in him also we have received, remember that word received, we're going to come back to that, an inheritance, a destiny. Uh, We were claimed by God as his own, having been predestined, chosen, appointed beforehand according to the purpose of him who works everything in agreement with the counsel and design of his will. You want a verse that'll help you break some anxiety? That verse right there. According to the purpose of him who worked everything in agreement with the counsel and design of his will. So that we who were uh, the first to hope in Christ, who put our confidence in him as Lord and Savior, who exist to the praise of his glory, or sorry, would exist to the praise of his glory. In him, you also, when you heard uh, the word of truth, the good news of your salvation, and as a result, believed in him, were stamped with the seal. Remember that word seal. We're going to come back to that. Stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit, the one promised by Christ, as owned and protected by God. Remember, uh, you know, I, I, I just thought of this. Remember um, 
Remember that part right there, protected by God. We're going to come back to that. Because that's going to tie into uh, what seal means in the Greek. We're going to do a cross-reference for that, um, for for seal. We're going to look at another verse in Revelation. Uh, verse 14, the spirit is the guarantee. Remember that word guarantee. We're going to come back to that as well. So I should have said at the beginning, we're getting to a lot of Greek today. So the spirit is the guarantee, the first installment, the pledge, a foretaste of our inheritance until the redemption of God's own purchased possession, possession, his believers to the praise of his glory. I remember during uh, my time a while ago studying Revelation and coming across something uh, rather, I have a rather, I'm going to put rather, something rather interesting when I was studying chapter 7. Let's look at a verse really quick out of Revelation. We're going to look at Revelation 7, 3 out of the ESV. We are about, we're about three quarters of the way done. Do not harm the sea, sorry, do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we have sealed. Remember those three words, we have sealed. Until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. We see the word seal, S-E-A-L, show up in Ephesians 1-13. And sealed, so they're sealed and they're sealed with, with ED in Revelation 7-3. Well... The words, you were sealed, um, as the ESV translates it, it's the word sfragizo, sfragizo. This word is um, the same word. Sorry, my notes aren't making too much sense right now. Let me look at this real quick. Oh, okay. So essentially what I'm trying to say Sorry, guys. Where it says, we're stamped with the seal. That word, a seal, and here in Revelation 7.3, we have sealed is the same Greek word, sfragizo. It's the same Greek word. So it's really interesting how you see that there. Because uh, if you look at kind of what's going on behind Revelation 7, this is when, after the bulls are poured out. it And the bulls that are being poured out... Um, the people who are sealed do not suffer those bulls that are being poured out. Uh, guarantee, uh, going back to verse uh, 14, where it says the spirit is the guarantee. Uh, it can translate into down payment as well. So verse 15, continuing, continuing in Ephesians uh, 1. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of God's people, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation that gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of him, for we know the Father through the Son. I did a message a while ago on my podcast here um, about understanding our prayers in Scripture, it's uh, episode 217. If you like, if you'd like to listen to it, I would say verses 16 through 17 are some verses uh, I would pray over the body of Christ as well. Verse 18, and I pray that the eyes of your heart, remember that word heart. We're going to come back to that. The very center and core of your being may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit. 
so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. There is again, God's people. And so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and, and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who believe. Now, going back to the word heart here, I pray that the eyes of your heart, in, in scripture, uh, this word signifies the very core and center of life. Type that right. Where the, intelli- uh, the intelligence uh, has its uh, post of uh, observation, where uh, the stores um, of experience are laid up and the thoughts have their foundation, or their fountain. Verse 19, uh, verse 18 and 19 go hand in hand. Why? Uh, because Paul prays that, their eye, that the eyes of their heart would be enlightened. Then all the following things will come forth. Now, why is that? Because he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the, he- blessing in the, in the heavenly realms. That's why. Let's read verse 18 and 19 real quick again. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and limited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who believe. Why do those two verses go hand in hand? Because Paul prays that the eyes of the heart would be enlightened. And then the following uh, things come forth. Now, why is that? Because he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. Uh, continuing uh, in Ephesians 1, These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength, which he pr- uh, produced in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own Uh, right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, whether angelic or human, and far above um, every name that is named from every title that can be conferred, not only in this age and this world, but also in the one to come. Verse 22, but he put all things in in every realm, in subjection under Christ's feet and appointed him as supreme and authoritative uh, head over all things in the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills and completes all things in all believers. Look at all of that, beloved all that Christ has done for us. Let us marvel at it. Let's think about us as saints who do sin. Yes. What will it be like to see Christ one day and be with him forever and ever? My favorite verses, I would say... It's hard. Um, 
probably verse 5. He predestined, which is, this is the talk of election, and it is true. God gets to choose who gets saved and who doesn't. It's the truth. Go read Romans 9. He predestined and lovingly planned for us to be adopted to him as his own children through Jesus Christ in accordance with the with the kind intention and good pleasure of his will. That's why I hear it way. Um, what did I per- Excuse me, I just hit my microphone. Um, what did I personally learn? I didn't write these down on my notes and I should have done it, but I was really tired Sunday night. And so, um, what did I learn? I think I learned a little bit more Greek about lavished. Um, so yeah, that's what I learned. Father, we thank you so much for your wonderful son who makes us righteous in your sight. Father, I do pray that you would help us understand our identity. We do thank you for the trials that you've grown our faith, that the type of faith that is real and you approve of is the one that has works. There's a type of faith that then produces works. That's the kind of faith, the faith alone that you approve of. And we've endured, we've gone through hard seasons, but we've continued to follow you. We've continued to seek after you. Give us understanding, Lord, of that being the truth. I, I do pray, Lord, for living understanding. I pray that you'd show us the pleasures in your right hand and that we would delight in your son. We would take our eyes off of ourself and that we would look to you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for this episode, Lord. I pray you would encourage uh, my, my brother and my sister in Christ, in Jesus' name. Amen. Next week, Lord willing, we'll be continuing this. Um, I'm going to uh, get ready to go soon to uh, the, uh, what do you call it? Oakland church event. So if you have any questions, or, oh, you know what? I have to ask my questions and my, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna type it down right now. Um, my question for you is, Um, okay, I'm going to ask you guys to be really bold. I, I, I really do wish that you guys would answer the questions in the polls. I, I really want to be able to connect with you guys. When I want to, I'll share these on, on my episodes the next week, Lord willing. Uh, but my question for you, let me type it out because I can't really multitask. poll now
Okay. So my question for you guys, this is for those who are listening on Spotify. Did this, for my question for you guys, did this episode help you have more confidence in Christ? And my poll for you is, uh, have you been going through some tough spiritual warfare and it's just been hard for you uh, to, to know and uh, to, to know your identity in Christ and stand strong in him. Beloved, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'll, uh, as we talked about knowing our identity in Christ, this is your friend Josiah. God loves you.